0: You are listening to the RTE Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RTE One weekdays at 3.30. To have our Nash, our next guest is just off the back of sold-out gigs in Vicar Street and an appearance at last year's Electric Picnic.
1: Yes, that's right. Now, with his band, he is going to embark now on the Nationwide Tour starting this weekend. Now, here's a flavour of George Murphy and the Rising Suns.
0: George Murphy, great to have 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 you on the show again, how are you? Hi
2: Maura, thanks so much for having me again. Come here, tell us all about The Rising Suns. where do I start? Um, So, I was out on the road touring and um, I I had some downtime. I came home and I approached the local pub to ask if they would let me um, start a a musical session. Mm So I put the word around then, um, if anyone wanted to come down and have a jam or sing a song, Mm. that it was open to people of all ages, all shapes and sizes and whatever. And I ended up with about 20 people coming down that could sing, play banjos, whistles, mandolins. and That was all grand. It was kind of kept Irish for a while. And Mm -hmm. then um, electric guitars arrived, bass guitars, percussion, all of this stuff. And then I sat down with management and I said, I really like what's going on with this vibe here. I want to... I'd like to bring this out on the road, and I don't really think they thought it would work because yeah. the lads have their day jobs. Yeah. They're fantastic musicians, but they didn't choose music as a as a profession. Yeah. They, some of them are school teachers, electricians, painters and decorators, yeah. that kind of thing, and I said, I, I want to make this work. So I'm, I took an eight-piece band out on the road, and it's just gone from strength to strength.
1: Brilliant. It's amazing though, so it's, it's kind of natural, kind of an organic mm-hmm. way of bringing people together in different styles and ages and the whole lot.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and it, it really is different styles and different ages. I mean, Joey would be our eldest member. He's a, a bass player, but he's a grandfather in the 70s, you know, and he's just one hell of a bass player. Yeah. Um, and then like Tommy's an electric guitarist in his 50s and then some of the other members of the band are in and around the same age as me. Um but they all come from this different musical background, Good. so the, the combination of it all is.
0: Yeah, amazing. and and coming from different backgrounds, then George, was it hard to get them all into a studio to record an album?
2: Yeah, well, there's a lot of bickering, there's a lot of fighting, <laughs> there's a lot of arguing over 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 what what we yeah. should and shouldn't do. But I kind of welcome that because you know you're doing something honest then when everybody is kind of giving their input into what should what yeah. they where you should record these tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you
1: know, it's a busy time going on the road. It's a big commitment Mm -hmm. with family. I know Lily is with you here today, your daughter. She's what, 11,
2: is it? She's just gone 11, yeah. And
1: then you have Anna?
2: Anna, she's just gone one. And? And we have another baby on the way in May. I don't know yet what we're having. We're keeping it a surprise. uh,
1: That's very busy.
2: Yeah, well, Fiona, my partner, has just gone back to work and she had to break the news when she went back to say that she'd be taking maternity leave again soon. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, we're we're definitely, we're we're kept going. Yeah. But um, thankfully, the, the music is going from strength to strength, so we're keeping the wolf from the door. Good
0: you stuff. I'd be a good excuse to get away now as well. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I have to go working down in... Sorry, I, I can't do go, those nappies. I, I, I have to go to Limerick tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: 100%. George, it's interesting when you look at your kind of trajectory, I suppose, when it comes to music. You know, you went so high, you know, platinum albums, the whole lot, and then a bit of a dip, and now you're on the rise again. I think it's probably made you stronger as a musician and as a person.
2: Yeah, well, I mean... If I'm honest, Maura, I don't think I really deserved it first time around. I mean, I know I could hold a tune and I could sing a song and, you know, thankfully the nation got behind me. But, you know, to be given a number one album and to have that opportunity at 17 years of age, I mean, there's people who work all their lives and don't get that. And it was given to me on a play first time around. Um, but this time now, after 20 years of kind of working hard at it i i kind of feel a bit more like i'm earning at this time if that makes sense
0: yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah. from the high then george Morrow said that there was a bit of a lull for a while what's that lull? what was that lull like for you
2: yeah it was tough you know because i'd been living over in america and i i remember i came home to renew my visa mm. and i ended up getting my band at the time in on my visa so they they all live in the states now mm. but um uh, Lily came along at that time so I ended up staying in Ireland yeah. and it was a weird one because I didn't play guitar at the time and my band are now moving to America and I'm staying put in Ireland back yeah. living in my mother and father's house you know with a baby on the way so you know that there was definitely the kick up the backside I needed to start kind of doing something yeah. and taking it seriously and I taught myself how to play the guitar and I started to take my career a lot more seriously than than I probably had previously, you know. Isn't
1: that interesting because, you know, you look at all these shows that we all watch on TV and you wonder, though, if, you know, said people are almost handed an album, handed a career at a very young age. When you watch these shows now, do you think those young kids there, like you were,
2: really, do you think it's good for them or not? Look, I know it'd be easy for me to say that it's not um, after having taken part on on one of the shows myself. But I just think in terms of getting longevity, Mm -hmm. um, so many people are just a flash in the pan. And and I suppose I very nearly was a a flash in the pan myself because I had the upwards trajectory and then it all fell by the wayside too, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think in the industry, one of the hardest things to get is a chance the only thing harder to get than a chance is a second chance yeah you know what i mean and i feel very lucky that i'm 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 embarking on what i consider to be my second chance now i mean being in the cork opera house this sunday i've never played the cork opera house it's a lovely as, venue. as a venue i've played it as a guest of other artists yeah but I've never played it as a um, headline act. Yeah. So to be there and to have sold out Vickers Street and to be going into the Millennium Forum and Ulster Hall and Derry, I mean, it really does feel like something has... This is the right yeah. time for you, George. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah, it is. So yeah.
1: I, I of it is. That's hope. brilliant. I, I'd
0: imagine the taste of success is just different this time after yeah, what you're after describing 100%
2: there. 100%, because, yeah. like I said, I mean, I was, I was a cocky teenager when it came along first time, and I felt invincible and I felt like there's you know, I deserve this and I didn't, you know, but then when it all came crashing down, yeah. Like, God, that was, like, you know, I, I never thought that I would lose what it was yeah. that I had at that time. I was an invincible teenager that was going to take over the world. Exactly. Yeah. That's you, uh, though,
1: isn't it? But <laughs> I know recently you were, of course, at Shane McGann's funeral, you know, such such a loss to the music industry. You were with Glenn Hansard, mm-hmm. invited to play there. That must have been amazing to see these great, you know, Nick Cave and all these wonderful musical talents around.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when Glenn gave me a call and asked me to be involved, you know, because obviously... We all grew up listening to to Shane and what an absolute poet and legend totally. he was. Um, but to, to be in the in the room on that day and and feel that there was something euphoric, nearly that like that is the only way I can describe it. Um, you know, it, it was the ceremony went on for three and a half hours and it was more like a concert. It Was a yeah. celebration yeah. of life. Yeah, it really was. There was nobody there. That was. Like they were saving their tears for another day, if that makes yeah, sense, you know. Yeah. They, they weren't using that time to be upset. And of course everybody was upset, but they were there to to celebrate Shane yeah. and remember him, you know. Mm-hmm. I
0: think it was one of those, I think that hit everyone, George, all around the country yeah. when we heard the news that Shane McGowan had passed away.
2: Yeah, no, unbelievable. I mean, and and I think... You know, God love him. P- p- people probably thought he wouldn't have even made it as far as yeah. he made it because yeah. of the life of he, he led and stuff, you know. Mm. But, um, but yeah, obviously very, very sad. But yeah. He'll always be remembered through mm. his songs. You know? Totally. S- certainly will.
1: And we're excited that you're not just back on stage and yeah. the band and the whole lot, but you're also. You're an actor now. <laughs> Tell us about Dockers.
2: I, I don't know if I'd go that
1: far. now. <laughs> it's a one-man play.
2: Well, yeah. do you know, what, what? what's funny, more is I I, I always wanted to act. Well, I finished school and I got involved in um, performing arts and theatre studies and acting was the route that I kind of wanted to go and music just fell in my lap. But it feels like an itch that I never scratched. And then Gary Brown, the writer, uh, approached me and he said that he was working on a play with Damien Dempsey and they wanted to know if I'd star in it, and of course I was flattered. But yeah. with the album to be released by the band and the tour and and the babies, babies on the way, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if I'd have the time. But I took a look over the script, and and it was really cool, and the songs in it are great. And uh, I just I, I had to put my name to it, so that that will air in Liberty Hall yeah. in September. What, what, type, what type of songs are they, George? It's all about um, a Dublin docker yeah. and the struggles of and hardships of growing up and living a life around the Liffey yeah. and Dublin's docks around Ringsend and yeah. East Wall and stuff and uh, yeah, so all the songs are about that and it's kind of I do a bit of acting and then it leads into a song and then I do yeah. another bit of acting and then it leads. And into they're all song. Damien songs, are you they? I mean? No, I've I've written I've co-written a few of them oh, with, with Gary. That'll Day be great. So yeah. you're bringing your own to it exactly, and and that was kind of I think what really enticed me was yes. that I got the opportunity to put my name to something that Gary and Damo are both involved in yeah. brilliant. Brilliant. look
1: forward to that one George that's great we're George, so happy great for your success you. Maura, thank you so that's much great. kicking you. off in the Opera Sunday coming yes. now which is brilliant and of course all over the yeah. country after Westford, that
0: Derry, they're all there back to Victor Street best of luck George thanks for listening don't forget to tune in to the Today Show every weekday on RTE 1 from 3.30 or if you missed the show you can watch it back on the RTE Player visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.